What makes a country a single people? Is it that they share the same land, same concerns, maybe dress similarly or something like that? What about the same language? Should everybody in a country make sure to speak only one language? Let's consider. I'm Chico. Welcome to the Philosopher Podcast. Recently, a video has gone viral of a New York City lawyer yelling at two guys who were working in a restaurant for speaking Spanish uh, while they were in a public setting. He was very upset and he thought that they should have been speaking English because, you know, English is, is the language of, of America. So uh, the question today is, were they right? Uh, was he right? Were they right? Um, what should we think? Uh, what should we expect to happen? Now, it's not my goal here to tell you what to think. I definitely have an opinion. Um, but as a philosopher, I'm trying to take all reasons seriously. So I want to take uh, all the best reasons and I'm going to lay them out there for you. And uh, I'll try to, to do my best to, to make them plausible and hopefully uh, help you think through these things. If you have uh, something else you want to add to the conversation, please uh, feel free to check this out on thephilosopher.com and uh, you can join the conversation. So anyway, before we even get into those reasons, let's clarify the question that this is actually about. It's not whether they have a legal right to speak Spanish in an open setting. Uh, that may be an interesting question in its own right, but that's not our question. Um, maybe we, we would even want to ask the question eventually, um, should it be a legal right? I, I'm, I'm not interested in that in this podcast. Right now, we're just asking the question, uh, what should they have done? whether it was legal or not. Uh, it's also not a, a podcast about whether the lawyer responded well. Um, I think it's pretty clear from the video that he did not respond well. Uh, so yeah, this question is going to be, uh, should people refrain from speaking other languages when in a public setting, when, when they can? I mean, clearly, if you're a tourist, you know, we're not going to expect you to, to speak English as a tourist. But the question is, what about people who uh, speak other languages and live here or work here. Now, full disclosure, I am Latino. Uh, I speak Spanish and English. Um, I've even taught Spanish. So hopefully that doesn't uh, sway your your view of what I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm going to try to make it as, as plausible on both sides as I can, like I said. And let's see what you think. Uh, so the first reason for speaking only one language, for, for having one language that everybody speaks, is that people tend to feel excluded or gossiped about even uh, when they they don't know the language that's being spoken. So, uh, for example, I've, I've had uh, students tell me that uh, I, I, this is going to be stereotypical. Okay, I, I I didn't say it. I had students tell me this. Um, they said they'll go to nail salons and uh, the people in the nail salon will almost clearly be making jokes about them and laughing about them um and but they're they're speaking to each other the people that are doing the nails are speaking to each other in a different language so it makes you feel real bad but it doesn't make you you know uh it do, it do, they don't say anything that you could actually understand so that you could object you know to the that kind of behavior 
It's something akin to making an inside joke, right? Though a little bit worse because in an inside joke, you can kind of see like, hey, that is out of line. When you're speaking a different language, you know, there might be some reasons for it. And, um, and you can't discern those if you don't speak that language. Um, I think an objection to this argument would be that most times it's not like this, right? Most times it's not like people are, are pointing to you and laughing and saying something in a different language. Typically, you see people talking in a different language to each other and it has nothing to do with you and they're not even looking in your direction. And if they do look in your direction, there's always that you know possibility of saying in English, hey, sorry, we're not talking about you just so you know, like we saw this and I was just saying this to my friend, right? Um, still, you feel alienated though when you don't speak the language. You feel like you don't fit or something like that. Um, another argument for speaking one language, uh, some information can be helpful or even critical when overheard. If I overhear you say something like, hey, I'm gonna fill up this gas can in, uh, in the bed of my truck, I can tell you, no, whoa, 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 don't do that. You know, you can cause an explosion. Um, we can all die here. You know, that, that would be critical information to have. And I only got it because I happened to overhear you and I understood the language you're speaking. This is something that they do. Uh, so I, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, I was, I'm a former Air Force pilot and uh, in aviation, everybody speaks English. It, it doesn't really matter that it's English. We, we all needed to speak one language. And the reason we speak one language is so that we can all overhear what's going on. You don't want to crash into an airplane um, just for want of information that he's at a particular flight level that you are at and going in you know the opposite direction. You, you want to hear those things. So, for example, we would fly over Egypt almost invariably. Uh, um, the Egyptian controllers would um, speak to somebody in in uh, Arabic, and it was it was uh, frustrating because. You, you would hear them talking and, you know, first it was, there was a greeting, Masalama, no big deal, right? Oh, that's, that's, that's a greeting. I, I don't need to know what that means. In fact, I don't think greetings mean anything. They're just nice things you do. But once they start talking about stuff, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I need to know that info, right? <laughs> like, you, you, whatever that is you guys are talking about, like, you know, but no, that, this is a unique scenario because when you're flying, you don't talk to the controller about, you know, who won the latest soccer match, you know, you're talking to the controller about flying stuff. Uh, so that is a unique situation that that's not necessarily a great, uh, a great illustration, but there could be some things that, that if you had overheard would, would be uh, important. So yeah, that's argument two. Some information can be helpful or even critical when overheard. Argument three is this, the unofficial official American language is English. You know, English is not the the uh, official language of, of the United States, so um, but you know I mean most people speak it. It's almost universal here, right? So in order to become one people, we need to share a common tongue. And th there's definitely something to this argument. You know it, when you think about um, what unites us, uh, language is so essential, um, and it it's definitely seems like you get some kind of identity from from speaking a particular language, you know, from from saying this is my language, right? So possibly it's the case that we should all refrain from using other languages in public because we are trying to identify as one country. And finally, um, the more you you practice, uh, the better you're going to get. And and from te teaching language, I can tell you this for sure: the way that you learn a language is not by 
going to class and studying how to conjugate verbs. The way you do it is you go out and you talk to people. <laughs> you know, you, you watch some uh, telenovelas uh, you, that you're interested in. You uh, read comic books that are cool in a different language. You know, you, your brain has to have some kind of uh, purchase on, on the language. It has to have some reason that it that you want to learn the language, that something essential to the language that, that, that just fascinates you about. And then, you know, the learning is through the roof. If it's just about, you know, um, about getting an A in a class, you're not going to retain that. And you can ask a lot of Americans, uh, they've gone to high school and took four years of a language and don't remember anything of it because the only reason they were learning it was so that they could pass the class. So um, it's definitely the case that uh, the more you practice uh, speaking, the better you're going to get. And it seems like to, in order to function in the United States, you need to learn English. So um, we should expect people to be practicing their English. Now, I think this is a good reason for people to practice English. I don't think it's necessarily a reason to expect people to practice English. I also don't think uh, there are for sure going to be people who can function without speaking English. So for example, in, in like some of the Chinatowns that I've been to, no, there are people who spend their whole lives there and don't speak any English. They speak just the language that's spoken in that little enclave, right? Um, so uh, you, you might object and say, well, look, hey, that's not making them a part of our one people of America. But then again, that's not the argument here. The argument here is they need to practice it in order to function and uh, they sure can't function fine without it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know that this is a great uh, reason for us to uh, expect people to speak English, but if we're looking at it for, from uh, our own vantage point and we speak a different language, maybe then we would evaluate and say, you know what, it would probably be best for me to, to practice in English. Although the people that you're speaking with might not be the best to practice with in that language. You know, So two people that are learning English and are both very bad at it, practicing with each other, that might not be the most useful uh, uh, part of their time. And, and they may need to speak in, in their original language in order to do their job well. So, you know, um, this is a, an argument. I, I don't know that it's a great argument, but um, it's something to consider. All right, now some arguments for, for uh, using multiple languages. Number one, people from different cultures feel alienated on the daily. So this is a chance for people to connect with each other that they ordinarily wouldn't have. It's to speak this language. It's like it's like going home. So here, here's my um, here's my story about this. I, I had a really good buddy in pilot training who uh, was black, and no one else was. And I rem and we used to he used to drive me uh, to to uh, to the flight training. And I remember talking to him one day, and you know he felt very much like he just didn't fit in. You know everybody was really nice. Nobody was mean to him. Uh, people tried to include him, and yet he still felt like nobody understood him, and that you know, uh, yeah, we just didn't get him. And and I remember thinking how strange that was. Like I didn't get it. Like well, why do, would you feel that way? You know, I mean everybody likes you, Trav, uh, person. <laughs> um, so uh, I, you know, I was I was uh, confused. And then uh, one day I remember we were de I was deployed. We we went to different aircraft, and I remember I was deployed. And I happened to see him on my airbase, and I was so stoked to see him. I had no idea we'd ever see each other again. You know, like we went on to a different aircraft. You never know what's going to happen. And so I introduced him to the pilot I was flying with, who also was black. 
And they hit it off right away. And I remember he invited my buddy to this uh, to hang out with him uh, with some of his buddies. And I, I felt a little bit like, hey, wait a second. Like, I didn't get the invite. And so I went over. Uh, he invited my friend, you know, eventually told me, hey, you should come hang out. So I was like, yeah, cool. So I went to go hang out. And the thing was, I was sitting there with these guys and uh, everybody was black. And there was only like, you know, seven or eight people <laughs> and then me. And uh, I remember everybody was super nice to me. You know, everybody was in, they were including me in the conversation. And yet from the way that they spoke, I felt like I totally didn't fit in. I felt totally weird. Or, you know, I, I just felt strange. And I remember thinking, this is exactly what my buddy was talking about. Right. Uh, that he uh, uh didn't feel like he fit in, even though everybody was kind to him. So there's something about, you know, uh, sharing uh, sharing with people of, of the same culture that, that you know, that, that speak the way that you do, you know. And of course, if you speak a different language, you know, this could be a little bit like being home, even though, you know, you are in a place where no one else is like you, you know. And, and I, I realize, we you know, uh, many people will say, well, America is your home now, so, you know, but you don't want to say, so forego your roots, you know, I mean, that, that seems pretty extreme, uh, especially for the, that, you know, first generation being here, um, there's going to be that transition, and you just can't help it, so uh, I definitely think that uh, one reason for multiple languages is, is so that people can have that, that small piece of home as they're building their new lives in their new home. Um, a second argument is that multiple languages are beautiful. I mean, imagine if everybody dressed the same, everybody looked the same, they ate the exact same thing every single meal. It would be very boring, right? One awesome thing about New York is all the different tongues that you hear, right? You hear all different kinds of accents and, and, and languages, and um, it's a cool thing. It would be a bummer if we lost it, I think. So, um, yeah, multiple languages are beautiful, so why get rid of them? Um a third argument is uh, it's good practice learning multiple languages for Americans. Again, the best way, po possibly the only way to learn a language is to actually be speaking with people. Um, you hear that that foreign tongue. I don't know about you guys, but uh, my best uh, practice uh, speaking Spanish is uh, when I cruise to El Molino de Oro and I order in Spanish. I don't like it because I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. You know, I'm afraid I'm going to make them. Well, I, at least I, I should say originally I didn't like it. But once you get over that, once you're just like, you know what? If I sound silly, I sound silly. I'm just going to go for it. Um, you'll find, number one, that people typically will not make fun of you. They may laugh because something you say sounds silly, right? But they're not laughing at you. They're laughing at the way the thing sounds. In the same way as you, when you hear foreigners come here and they say something silly, you're not making fun of them like, oh, how dare you speak my language in Korean. You know, like, it sounds funny, like, the, the way they put some things, and then you you help them to speak the language well. Typically, people want to help you to speak better. So, uh, for, it's a better thing for people who don't speak those languages to have those multiple languages around so that you can hear them, practice them. Um, a, a couple of arguments I'm going to give here that are, are I don't think are, are good arguments uh, for our question specifically. Uh, argument four here is... Uh, freedom of speech, right? It's freedom of speech for them to speak in whatever language they want. That's not exactly what freedom of speech is. Freedom of speech is about being able to say what you want. It's not about being able to say it however you want. 
So, for example, I can't go on a profanity-laced diatribe in front of a bunch of preschoolers. That would be inappropriate. However, I can give that message that I I wanted to give. I just have to use appropriate languages, uh, appropriate language. So uh, freedom of speech isn't necessarily the freedom to be able to make whatever noises you want to with your mouth. Freedom of speech is the, the freedom to be able to communicate a message. That's all that it is. So, yeah, freedom of speech doesn't actually apply here. Um, a, a, a fifth argument here that, again, that I don't think is a good one. Uh, they are free to do what they want. Maybe it's not freedom of speech, but at least you do have the freedom to speak other languages, right? That That's that's for sure a freedom um, that, that you have. But remember, that's not what our question is. Our question here is, is what should we expect people to do? Even if it's legal, it's not necessarily a a good thing to do or the moral thing to do. You know, it may be legal for me to go around and, um, I don't know, uh, it may be legal for me to say bad words in front of everybody, but that doesn't mean like, (laughs) I'm sorry, this is a a really dumb example, but uh, off the top of the dome, I'm struggling to think. Uh, yeah, but I, I I might be able to to act you know act totally foolish, but it still might be an immoral way to to act, even if it's legal, right? Even if I'm allowed to do it, it may hurt people's feelings or something like that. There's a good one. It's not illegal to gossip, but man, it's probably a bad thing to do, right? It hurts people's feelings, uh, you know, make people insecure. That's not a good thing to do. So, um, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Our question here is. You know what should or shouldn't we do? Anyway, those are the arguments, the best arguments that I've heard uh, on bo- on either side of the issue. Yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, also, if if you uh, enjoy this podcast, please share it with friends. You know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on all of those platforms, and uh, even the Snapchat, uh, as they say. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. Adios.